Did you know that Twitch has over 15 million daily users? That's the equivalent to the combined population of New York City and Chicago. You're listening to the Xbox Hub podcast, the official podcast of the XboxHub.com. For the latest Xbox news, reviews, videos, and opinions, make sure you visit the XboxHub.com. But for now, settle down, get comfy. And open your ears for some podcast delights. Hello and welcome to the Xbox Hub official podcast, episode 120. My God. My name's Gareth Brady. I'm going to be your host. And on my virtual left is Mr. James Burks. How are you doing, James? Hello. All right, thank you. How are you? <laughs> James is very tired. I'm going to say this. It was a, he put all the enthusiasm into that. It was very good. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm spent now. I'm spent yeah, fast. You're done. Yeah. <laughs> um, on my virtual right is Mr. Richard Dobson. How you doing, Richard? Hi, everyone. Uh, good, thank you. How is how is everyone? Oh, we're all good. Very nice thank of you to say. Um, and on my virtual opposite is Mr. Darren Edwards. How you doing, Darren? Hello, I'm very well. Yourself? It's been a little while. As isn't it, you lot? We're going to have you yeah. on the next one as well, you two. So, yeah, we're going to we'll settle in. Settle in and put your... Feet under the fire, I was going to say, but that doesn't sound right. We're going to, this is a special podcast because we were a day late. And the reason is because we covered, we watched the um, the Xbox ID showcase on Twitch and all sorts of things. So we're going to go into that soon. But we're just going to talk about a couple of things that we've done this week. Darren, I'm going to start with you because you, you saw some, you did something quite interesting game wise as well. Yeah. So, uh, I did, indeed. I was um, fortunate enough to go to the uh, Games Music Festival a couple of weeks ago, which was in the Royal Festival Hall down in London's South Bank Centre. Um, so it's been running, this is the fourth year, and it's a live music event for video game music, essentially. Um, and they have some industry kind of experts, and they try and encourage those who are looking to get into the world of composing video game music, kind of give them a bit of a leg up, some advice. Um, and it's been in Poland for three years. It's the first time in the UK, actually, and they chose London. Um, so there was music from Cuphead um, and from the Ori games as well. So quite differing styles, but both sounded absolutely amazing, especially in a in a venue like the Royal Festival Hall. Um, and the composer for Ori, uh, Gareth Coker, was there as well. So he did a bit of an intro for the Ori sets um, and then he did a Q&A afterwards. So I was fortunate enough to sit in on that as well and um, kind of listen to some of his insights and pearls of wisdom. Um, it was just a fab day. Really, really good. Almost sold out as well. Like It was full. Mm. Um, so I'm really and there was people of, you know, all different ages and all sorts. It was a real kind of diverse audience. It was great. Really, really fun. Great. And was there a full orchestra then? It was, yeah. So the first, for Cuphead, it was a smaller orchestra, but it was still um, a full one, uh, about 20-odd members, um, which and it's all kind of jazzy Cuphead. So for those who have played it, it's kind of a game based on the 1930s kind of cartoon style um, with a really kind of jazzy soundtrack, some kind of almost Latin American vibes in there as well. Um, and then for Ori, there was a huge, it was a Philharmonia orchestra, um, and it was it filled the stage. And then in the second half of the performance, there was a full 
choir as well, the Hertfordshire Chorus. So it sounded absolutely incredible. So the first half they did Ori in the um, Blind Forest and then they did Ori and Will and the Wisps for the second half. So, yeah, it was brilliant. Brilliant. And you've done an article on the Xbox Hub site. You can have a little read of that. Um, Absolutely. The whole thing, more in depth. Um, it sounds great. How long was it? Oh, Darren. So the corp headset was around probably about 45 minutes. Um, and then the Ori set was about two hours with a 15-minute interval in the middle. So it was a full full performance. Wow. But, um, and they hardly broke between themes. So it, it was kind of a symphony. So it's called Symphony of the Spirit. So it all just kind of each track blended into the next one. Um, and the time went so quickly. Like, I couldn't believe it had been two hours. It was really, really kind of mesmerising. It was brilliant. My last question, and the other two might have questions. Did you have, um, the, was there bits of the game on a projector or anything, or was that just completely? No, there wasn't. So they said at the beginning that they wanted the audience to really focus on the music. Mm. So they weren't going to have flashy effects or, you know, like you see on video games live where there's footage in the background. Like you say, there was none of that. It was just a kind of a really stripped back, bare bones performance in terms of visuals. Um, but it helps everyone just kind of focus on the music, which is what they're really passionate about. Brilliant. Um, have you two got any questions? Just uh, just the one. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> in your own time, Richard. Uh, um, so you said that Gareth Corker was there because I know that he's recently been involved with the Halo Infinite soundtrack, but was it just yes. purely focused on Cuphead and, and the Ori games for this? So... The performance um, was, so he, he he was on stage at the beginning and the end of Ori, um, but in the Q&A, so they were selling like VIP tickets, so you had to buy them to get into the Q&A, um, but he, he was, it was basically talk about anything in that, so somebody asked him about his time and on Halo and how he approached that, because he was with Ori from the very beginning, um, yeah. whereas Halo, as, as we well know, has got a long history 20 years and counting um so he said that he was really kind of mindful of that when he went in and, and co-composed the soundtrack but as i said in my review i thought halo infinite sounded as good if not better than any of the others that have come before it. i love the soundtrack for infinite mm. good William. that sounds great darren um richard have you had a, a week to follow that up what have you been doing <laughs> I went for a night out in Sheffield. <laughs> that's that's better. Oh, that's better. Times. Yeah. <laughs> was it good? Yeah. No, it was a good night out. So it was after the gig that I mentioned that I was uh, going yeah. to. It, luckily, it was on the Friday night. Um, then we just went out for a, a bit of a night out in Sheffield afterwards, and then I drove home. Anything happen? Anything bad? Um, my friend fell. So in the, during the gig, she she fell and then had someone fall on top of her in the oh, mosh no, pit, no. and then spent spent the rest of the the evening hobbling about. Oh God! Oh, um, big shout out then, to Richard's friends. Sorry, I get well soon. <laughs> um, She'll be fine. Good, good. Um, James, what about you? Anything to top these two events? Oh, well, I went to orchestra myself. Ah. Um, in in the Grand Theatre, and. Um, Oh no, sorry. I was in my room listening to Spotify. Um, <laughs> the Phantom Menace soundtrack. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, highly recommended. You haven't heard it. It's a great film. Uh, it's got Jewel of the Fates Phantom Menace, isn't it? Is that the one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's the one. 
I think Tottenham come on to that. Tottenham football team, they come on to that music, don't they? I'm sure they do. I'm not sure they arrive oh, to that. Yeah. It is very firm on, does it? Oh, it's very good. <laughs> very good. Um, great, James. I'm good. I'm glad of that. Um, I'm going to give you a clue to what I did this week. Um, first of all, I'm going to ask this question. Why is... I've forgotten his name already. Who's... Who's... <laughs> his name I can't believe it um, this is great. who's the guy I'm you are oh yeah here we go um, why is Robert Patterson is that his name it is, isn't it yeah. yeah why is Robert yeah. why is Robert Patterson terrible at being a vampire it's taken him 20 years to turn into a bat brilliant Richard that's why like, this is the kind of stuff we get on here isn't it it's, it's good it's good <laughs> <laughs> we can't cover it. I set Richard up. He delivered the brilliant one line. It's great. That's what we like. Yeah, I went to see the Batman on Saturday in London, in the town, on the busiest night in London history. What did you think? Um, I loved it. I thought it was great. It's three hours. Um, mm. It's really intense. It's like being slapped around the face for three hours. The soundtrack is amazing. Um, and the effects are amazing. I think he's the best Batman probably in a sense. It's the best Batman for me because I just like, it's very like the graphic novels as in the feel of it, the kind of like the detective noise and I, the whole thing of, I'm not going to give anything away but you've seen this, the, the suit's kind of like flexible, he can move in it, it looks handmade, he looks like a guy wearing a costume. It gets hit. That's one question. Yeah, go on. You said he's the best Batman. Do you mean Batman in its entirety or like he's not a great Bruce Wayne what is it? Is he a, is he a great Bruce Wayne? I don't. Batman I don't everyone keeps talking about it. I don't care about Bruce Wayne. I never have. It's it's what? like it's like I, don't, I never have. I don't. But I think the two are. I think the thing, the difference here is the two are in this, in this world. The two are inseparable. He doesn't. Yeah. He can't work out. You know, it's very early on. It's two years into him doing it. He's he is um, he is vengeance. He is vengeance. So it, absolutely, that's that's his kind of like thing so he's not I can't really get the role I know I auditioned <laughs> I sent them tapes <laughs> they, weren't, they weren't listening um, yeah so <laughs> yeah yeah I loved it I, I think I think it's really interesting because I think it's a 15 I don't think you can take kids along to see it I think they'll be they might be bored as well because it's there's no comedy in this there's no there's no lightness I don't think it's fair to say it's, you know, the action, the fights are great, but it's kind of like, you know, it looks like seven, the rain's coming down. Um, you know, it's quite, the, the, the villains are quite dark. So it's, yeah, but I loved it. I thought it was great. So if you haven't seen it, you three, go and see it. I, I saw it last week. What do you think? Did you like it? Am I... I thought it was good. Um, oh, similar to you. I enjoyed his portrayal as Batman. I think I liked how he was a younger Batman to what previously been shown so it showed him as this imperfect vigilante where he still got hit um, mm. and was not quite there in terms of I think Christian Bale beforehand played an older version of Batman mm. um, it wasn't my favourite Batman film I, th I still think Batman Begin Begins is possibly my favourite but that's purely because it's got Scarecrow in mm, there you go yeah um, his favourite Batman by name, but yeah, it's good. I think that you know, I think yeah, I think the Dark Knight for me is brilliant. You know, it's such it has a it's a very different feel, right? The Dark Knight, I think, and that maybe the Nolan stuff, you know, was centred in reality. This is like a bit of both. 
Do you know what I mean? It's a bit of yeah. has that kind of fantasy. Gotham looks doesn't look real in a sense, and yeah, it's. I kind of just love him appearing. It. <laughs> I love it. He appears in police um, investigations, and some of the police just go, "Why is he here?" Like saying, yeah. which I really like all the time. Yeah, I like that too. We yeah. like to see it. Oh, you and seen I it as well? How you saw? Yeah, we went last week, and I like how he was kind of. You saw Detective Batman. Yeah. Um, and. I really, I really liked his portrayal. I didn't think I'd like him, but I thought it was good. Yeah. And I didn't feel like I watched a three-hour film. I was pretty much gripped all the way through. Mm-hmm. I thought it was. Um, I really liked how they skipped the origin story at the beginning because we've seen that so many times. Yeah, yeah. And he was just he is established as Batman already, as you say, and you kind of just straight into it. I enjoyed yeah. that a lot. Good. Well, James, go and see it. Um, right, we've got to we've got to crack on. We're going to go straight into the uh, ID. Uh, Xbox showcase, and we've we've picked three games yeah. each from it. <laughs> but before we go on, basically, um, they did a, they pretty much did the same as last year, um, which they had two presenters, two Twitch presenters, and the show was two of them, two hours long. There were breaks in between. Um, how did you think it was, mm-hmm. um, Darren? First of all, did you just an overall comment? Do you think it was good? Do you enjoy it? <laughs> On the breaks, I thought I tuned into ITV during the football at one point. It was like every <laughs> ten minutes they were thrown into a break. Um, I, I guess that's that's probably what what the community wants these days. I'm probably showing my age. I've never really got on board with the whole watching somebody play a game and a streamer. So it was it was it was okay. I think it was probably suitable for the audience, but there was a lot of filler, and there was a couple of segments where they did a bit of a playthrough, and I kind of zoned out a little bit during them yeah, but yeah. there were some really cool games in there which I'm sure we'll come on to okay, so yeah Richard did you think it was a success? I think it was better than the last year's right uh, which, good. yeah it was, it was certainly an improvement on last year's um, it seemed to flow a little bit better yeah. than last year yeah. but I think because we knew what we were expecting with it this time around we were a bit more prepared for it being a long, a deeper look into some of these indie games as opposed to a presentation where it's just trailer after trailer. Yeah, yeah. James, did you think it was better than last year? I was just amused by the fact they kept saying, it's live. This is live, guys. It's definitely live. I thought we know it's live. If it was pre-recorded, it'd be more bearable to watch. It'd be better edited. And in a better pacing. Yeah, the pacing. It was... Yeah, the pacing completely... Didn't work for me. At all. Yeah. I, I think I, what I love about it as well. I think I, I said to you guys when we were we were on Discord thing, and we said to, to, I said to you, they've just gone. It worked perfectly last year. Let's just do that again. <laughs> and I think <laughs> I think and it's it's a very weird thing I find with everything when they keep going. We're live. We're look at the comments. The comments are brilliant. Oh, a lot of you. And, and, yeah. and if you look at the comments, it's it's um, t- it's a mixed bag. It's a mixed bag. <laughs> to yeah. say the least. Yeah. yeah. Um, and place my highlight was at the start when they went a shout out to someone and then waited to hear the response. But there's no one there. I said to you I feel that planning meeting. I said to you the first comment I saw was 
Um, I don't know why. <laughs> why have you banned me? I was just telling the truth. Which <laughs> I loved. First one I saw. Uh, ah, great. Brilliant. It's like a, it's like they were defending themselves against conspiracy theories from the comments yeah. directly yeah. responding to them. It was yeah, hilarious. It's mad. Um, but then we we'll go we'll go we'll pick one as we said one game each and then let's start with James. What's your first game you want to chat about? Does it have to be Russell Christ? Oh, the uh, the only time I actually really paid full attention. Um, and it's a RPG storytelling game with what would you say a lot of nostalgic wrestling infused into it um, and they've got it seems like they've got quite a few licenses as well you can play as a character called is it Randy Muchacho Man Santos <laughs> and he looks up to the likes of Macho Man Randy Savage and Andrew the Giant Jake Snake Roberts all the greats and I think that's what kept my attention because these are the characters that I grew up with, and they're going to tell stories that are going to actually be interesting. Because that is one of the biggest part of wrestling, it's the storytelling. And I think even watching the trailers, the it's a turn-based game, but there's a little bit of input needed in the turn-based attacks. So you've got to get a pin, you've got to time your like, button presses and stuff. And you've got to hype yourself up before the match to get, you know, better XP. And it just seems like a really well thought out wrestling love project. Um, and I, I just think it looks fantastic. Oh. Um, and they had some wrestlers on, didn't they? Talking about it. Yeah, yeah, they were talking to Jeff Jarrett and Booker T. Who, I know Jeff Jarrett's in the game. I've seen Booker T is as well. I mean, there's quite a few I noticed in the in the footage that they haven't announced yet, like Junior Dog and Sergeant Slaughter. I think he was a Hulk Hogan lookalike. I uh, saw Andre the Giant. Was he there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. he was there. Darren Dars Page. Um, and there was Stone Cold Steve Austin, wanna be. Obviously, again, they're not going to get Stone Cold. It's too big. Um, and I think we have got his license. But he does look really... A really well developed storytelling RPG, and hopefully, when it comes out in the summer, I think it is. I think it will summer, yeah. I think it's going to absolutely be a great investment in my time. Oh, look at that, Richard! You're a wrestling fan as well. You excited yeah. by this? Yeah, turn best wrestling RPG. I'm sold. Oh, Looks yeah. really, really interesting. Can't believe it's taken so long for this idea to to happen. Feels like it's it should have happened a lot quicker. Wow! But yeah, mm. really, yeah. really interested in this one. Good. And um, I'm not going to ask you, Darren, about it. I've got to Thank you. Did I do good? <laughs> <laughs> um, good. Yeah, like oh, you know, you know, I don't know what was going on. I don't doubt at that point. Uh, well, really excited, I'll say that. <laughs> I, yeah, I did zone out. I zoned out, looked at something else. But it's good. I f- it's theatre. <laughs> 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 it's theatre. I just put in big in our list. I put James Richard in big highlight. <laughs> um, let's go to Darren. You're going to do your first game. 
Yeah, absolutely. So probably one of the two or three main games, I would say, was uh, Tunic, which I know caught the eyes of pretty much all of us, I think. Um, it looks like a bit of a love letter to the original Legend of Zelda games, that kind of top-down um, view when you're roaming around dungeons and various exotic locations. Um, but the hook, which is genius, is you play as a cute little fox character, um, which and it just looks amazing. Like, it looks absolutely adorable. Cell-shaded graphics, loads of enemies, loads of little traps and little spikes and steps and mazes. It, I just, it's one of those, I think, that will suck you in a proper adventure game and when they start to show a bit of footage they showed a bit after the mainstream of another streamer playing it and it was like an explosion of color in the first few seconds of the game so i'm really really looking forward to to getting my hands on it and it's on i think it went on game pass just after it was featured in the showcase yesterday um like so many of these games were going to be on game pass so i think it looks really really cute like Zelda but you get to play as a fox so what more could you ask for good and I think I think Neil from the Xbox Hub he's reviewing it at the moment for us so he's got mm. it yeah um, Richard you like this look at this as well don't you yeah I had my eye on this one for a, for a while now um, and I was I was pleased to see it getting a shadow release as soon as it was brought up in this thing like yesterday um, I've not had a chance to play it yet but uh, hopefully tonight well, gonna gonna have a go because I'd seen a lot of comparisons be, being done to to like say Legend of Zelda, but then it had this the the combat and it was quite tricky as well. Mm. Um, so yeah, it it does look. Everyone's saying it's going to be it's hard. It's a hard, it's not a cute little game, is it? It's a hard game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think, like you say, Richard, it's I think it's quite technical the combat by the look of it. So you've got to make use of you know like blocking properly, dodging picking your time to strike so yeah the cutesy surface should not fool us i think there's going to be a lot more to the gameplay i might be ready for it after my elden ring um, <laughs> um skill set now <laughs> of patience in my skill god blimey i've had to stop playing that game by the way stop it for a while <laughs> sit down for a while forget that for a bit um great yeah so that, as we said tunic is out now on game pass so that's a great that's a really good announcement um, i think i don't think I didn't know it was coming to Game Pass. Maybe I've missed out on this, but yeah. I think they said it wasn't like quite oh, recently. Okay. I think they were tricking us. Oh, and then they okay. could go, guess what, guys? Sneaky. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, Richard, it's what's. Nice yeah, it's really yeah. nice. Richard, what was your first one you want to talk about? Uh, my first one is Chinatown Detective Agency, mm. which has been. Um, announced for a while, but I, I don't know whether it was announced it was coming to xbox until yesterday so i'd sort of kept kept one eye on this and it's um it's a kind of like pixel art um film noir sort of type game but what's interesting to me about this is whilst it's point and click there's uh, elements in the real world that you need to then go off and investigate so you sort of play a bit of this game um get to a point where it asks you for example i don't well i don't know whether this is in there but you could ask you for details on a on a on a flight time or whatever and then you need to go off and find and do a little bit of investigative work in the real world to discover what you need to do mm. um so yeah it's an it's a unique concept that um 
and it looks it looks really good. The pixel art in it is is very impressive. I think that what they showed uh, in the showcase was one of the, the voice actors that was going to be playing the part of one of the detectives. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the, vo- the 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 voice acting sounded pretty good from from what we saw from that. So yeah. I'm looking forward to this one. Um, yeah, it, it looks great. I did. It has that that brilliant art style, but also it, it did it did seem there was quite a lot going on in there as well. Was it just a normal point and clicker like you just said? So yeah. Um, when's that coming out? Do we know? It's Game Pass. We know that. I don't know. I, I didn't. Think I, don't, 20, I, don't I think it's just this year, maybe wasn't it? I think it's 2022. Maybe. Yeah, Game Pass 2022. Oh, that's exciting. Um, who have I, who's done? Who's it, is it me? Is it my first one? Oh my yeah. God, what shall I choose? Um, I'm going to go for Crusader Kings 3. I know that Crusader Kings 3 because I did a preview for us back in... God, when was it? In January, maybe. Um, so I've had... Well, maybe Feb. I've had access to it for a while and now... I'm reviewing it for us for when it comes out on Game Pass on the 29th of um, March. Um, for those those who don't know, Kishoni Kinthu, T-Pain um, was the person who was promoted to do these adverts with T-Pain, which I really enjoyed. Did you enjoy that? It's just kind of like irrelevant, kind of like <laughs> about him. Some, you know, no, you, you, no, no. I like Beauty Empire. Yeah, Beauty Empire. I liked him. I thought it was fun. Because it's quite... <laughs> It's quite a straight-faced game. Um, it's, if those of you don't know, it's like a, it came out on PC a while ago, but it's like a empire builder game. So it's 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 very text-heavy. You start in 1066. You choose um, a monarch or a, a baron of that any region around the world. You're presented with a map, and basically your goal is to basically keep your legacy alive. Um, you marry, you marry your offspring, you get gold, you go to war, you do secret missions to um, infiltrate other areas. You can be diplomatic. You can be. Uh, you play the game in many different ways. You can. You can be learning. You can do all about um, gathering your empire and making it kind of like a learning capital. Or you can be a warmongering evil sod, killing everything. So it's it's up to you how you do it. It's very detailed. It's very kind of menu text heavy. I think we talked about it in the podcast before, but it's. They've done a really good job at transferring it to console. Your tutorial will take you about an hour, um, and you'll forget everything. But yeah, it's it's. I'm finding it really easy to kind of get used to, and it's a it's a game that, as we said before, isn't on console. That is a very rare thing. It's a PC game on console. We've had that was the Football Manager game translation, which has its. Mm, but this, yeah, this feels like a really. Yeah, this feels like a really solid game that should only ever be on PC so and it's come here so yeah I'm really enjoying it at the moment and I'll talk about it more when it's gear but I really enjoyed T-Pain thought it was very really fun just me just me okay <laughs> <laughs> uh, James what's your second game to talk about mm, I don't know lots about it but Trek to Yomi mm. definitely caught my attention um, I think mainly because of it's like really old classic cinema look to it, you know, like an old samurai film or whatever. It, I think it looks stunning visually. And I think you play as a, a swordsman. And the idea is to, you know, embark on an adventure to, let's say, get revenge, 
after some tragedy. Um, I think the main character's master gets killed. Um, but yeah, the combat looks quite vicious. And you're doing a lot of, um, let's say, piercing of stomachs and beheadings. And I think that really calls to me. Um, <laughs> Um, but I think the art style is amazing, isn't it? That kind of black and white monochrome kind of sort of two point five D world. It just looks it does look amazing. Um, and I think they're gonna mix it up with like not just swordsmen, but I think there's some like weird creatures in there as well, which will make it interesting. Yeah. So you're not just fighting the same enemy over and over again. Um but yeah, it looks very authentic for like Feudal Japan era. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, I was really interested. I think it's going to be as hard as nails. I've got this feeling. Yes. Um, it does look tricky. Yeah, I think um, it's going to be really full on. But yeah, it does look. A classic version of Sifu. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, now, it, we, it's not going to Game Pass, is it? It's coming out in spring. Um, but I don't think Definitely it's. Definitely spring. Yeah, definitely yeah. same Game Pass. Cause I can double check. It was, I don't think it is. It was on. Pass. It was on the PlayStation State of Play as well. We saw it last time, didn't we? I think it was mentioned there. Um, good. Yeah, that looks great. Talk to you, that's good. Spring, so spring now. Sun's out. Should be soon. Um, Darren, what's your second one? Uh, so my second one was the Immortality Trilogy. Mm. Um, so I know I immediately thought of you, Gareth, when this came up. Um, <laughs> it looks like it'll be right up your street. Um, but essentially... Um, it's a three-parter and it's all around the disappearance of an actress um, called Marissa Marcel. So not long after she finished the three movies in the game, she disappeared. Um, and then your job is to go and kind of pour over the footage that's been lost and come to light since and kind of solve the mystery. And it um, uses like live action, so like FMV and stuff. Um, and it looks really, really fascinating, like playing a top kind of detective drama that you'd watch on telly. Um, so I know it wasn't, it was revealed last year. So I think we've been kept waiting for a kind of a, a new trailer and some proper footage and stuff. And it looks really, really good. Um, I believe it's due to come out um, in a few months' time, but I don't think we've got a specific date just yet, so in summertime mm. this year. Um, but I, I'm just intrigued by it. It really caught my attention. Just the kind of cinematography already, I thought looked really, really impressive. Um, so I'm excited to get into that world. Yeah, I think yeah. It's, it's on Game Pass as well. Um, and I think there was an interview with Sam Barlow, the Director, and he's done um, her story. Is that right? Telling yeah. lies. Yeah, telling that's lies. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, and I think I think that's really good. Down. I really like the different because it's obviously the films that they're taking the footage from has different qualities, so they had a different kind of grade to each one, and it looked yeah, it looked really intriguing, really clever kind of idea that you're searching through footage. I think as well. James, you you like a FMV? I do, but. When I played Ten Lines, mm. it just irritated me that game. Right. I didn't really know what to do or where to go with it. So I hope yeah. this one's a little bit more. I know it's often ended a little bit, as in, there's a lot of choices, isn't there? Yeah. As to what that you can make. But I hope there's a little bit more of a hand holding at the start. 
right. to get you going. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't seem a really interesting concept. Yeah. And, you know, it's fascinating. It's, um, I think it's... I think it's definitely on my radar. Right. But, you know... Good. Oh, here I go. Good, 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 good. Um, great. Let's go on to the next one, which is Richard. Richard, what have you got? Uh, my next one is Shredders, which is out on Xbox Game Pass today. Uh, so this is the snowboarding one by borders for borders or something like that so all the all the developers are, are keen snowboarders as well so they've created this pure example of snowboarding by the sounds of it um and it's just caught my eye because I've, I've sort of recently been going through a bit of a renaissance with with snowboarding games with the likes of uh, riders republic at the end of last year uh down downhill or down slope which came out a few months ago and uh, i recently wrote an, an ssx look look retrospective piece for the site so yeah um always always a fan of a snowboarding game and uh, this one seems to take away all the additional elements that have been in more recent titles and it's just pure snowboarding um I believe there's challenges set across these seven peaks from from what I, I read of a review. Um, yeah, and you just get to do do snowboarding. <laughs> I don't think I don't think there's too much to it. It's it could it could be argued it's maybe a little bit shallow, but if if you're a keen snowboarder, I think you'll you'll appreciate just hitting the slopes and and doing doing a few tricks. Yeah, I had a quick go in it today for five minutes, um, and the snowboarding stuff's really nice. The world is nice. Just ignore the people going, the narrative <laughs> that goes through it. But that's all right. You can just skip that. People talking about <laughs> YouTube channels and hey man, let's get the YouTube oh, channel. Those, here. A little bit of that. people. Yeah, oh, cringe. Yeah, but we get rid of that. It's fine. Yeah, it's really it's nice. It's really nice to and it's really it plays really well. I only did five minutes, but yeah, great shredders, good. Um, who is it now? Is it me again? It is. Oh yes. my god! What am I going to choose now? I'm going to choose Artifacts of Chaos, and I think it had a name in front of that that I've. Is it Crash? I think it was. Um, I don't know how to describe this girl. This this girl. It's not a girl. It's a it's a game. Um, uh, <laughs> imagine a girl is, called. Is I mean, Artifacts of Chaos could be quite uh, smart. Yeah, it could be, couldn't it? Um, Artifacts of Chaos is a game that is a kind of really unique, kind of beautiful, kind of art style. I don't know, remind me a bit like clay animation at one point, but it wasn't. It was almost hand drawn. It looked really unusual, and I think you play as this kind of like almost like a giant kind of character almost a bit like Groot in a, in a sense from um, um, Guardians of the Galaxy who who has a has a sort of like hairy little dog companion. It isn't a dog, it's a kind of creature. But it reminded me of a little dog. And uh basically you go into this kind of fantasy world and you're you're fighting hand to hand, aren't you? It's a melee kind of game that you're exploring and and punching. And that that's what I got kind of like you knew you were doing some kind of like melee there was a hairy dog something like group i like the animation it just sold me straight away what about you guys 
I thought it, it 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 reminded me first of, of Attack on Titan, which it's completely nothing like that, but just the character perhaps could have been taken from that world. But right. yeah, the art style really won me over, and I, and I do want to see a little bit more of it because it looks really interesting. Yeah, it's not coming out till November, so it isn't. It's one of the later ones, I think, um, and I don't think it's come to Game Pass. James, do you like the look of this? It's definitely got a strange aesthetic to the characters, which makes them kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure about the melee combat. I've never really been to melee games, really. Um, right. Okay. But it, yeah, no, probably not for me. Oh, down? Mm, it, it didn't grab me. Uh, the, the visual style reminded me a little bit, kind of, Borderlands a little bit, but it uh, mm. didn't really grab me to be honest. But I might be doing it a disservice. Uh, but it didn't stand out amongst the ones that I saw. Okay. What about floppy nights? <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know how to respond to that. To be <laughs> okay. I'll come back to you next week. Come on, Darren. You're good. Uh, uh, Darren, what's your third game? Third and final game. My third and final game uh, was Curse to Golf. Um, so we are partial to playing a bit of golf um, at the Xbox Hub, uh, virtually, not real, I can't think of anything worse, um, but this looked really uh, quite interesting. So essentially you're trapped in a golf purgatory um, and you've got to fight your way out of purgatory by playing golf, which sounds a little bit like real golf um, on the fairway, but there's more... Um, kind of powers so there's different cards that you can collect so uh, they were showing things like where it'll burn vines away or it'll turn water into ice so it'll create a path for you to kind of get you get your ball to the hole as it were so it looks quite interesting and it's got quite um quite a cool kind of visual style and it looks like it's not taking itself too seriously um you've got the kind of i think it was the director of the game kind of giving you a bit of a demo in the trailer and you know it was really fun and they're calling it um a, a golf like rather than a roguelike so that's kind of how they're going because you're going to die loads of times in the process so i just thought it had a bit of bit of style that kind of caught my eye and i, I think it'll be good fun good kind of arcade fun yeah um yeah it did look good didn't it? i just i'm worried that anything golf like or roguelike that always worries me but um mm, well, but yeah true yeah yeah it looks fun it looks good fun richard you're a big golf person yeah, I, I just think golf lends itself really well to video games. So any any golf-based game, I'm in, immediately interested in. And this one looks to take the concept of it and apply it to a really unique situation. I mean, you played a go- um, you reviewed a golf game that was in the apocalypse or something recently. Yeah, God, golf club waste? No. Oh yeah, waste, waste. golf club wasteland. That's right. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, um, and that was a similar. 2D side-on golf game, but there was no pressure on dying so much as there will be in Curse to Golf. Yeah, yeah. That was much more of a chill, chill game, but an interesting story as well. Good. Right, Richard, your final game. Or is it James? James is first. James, your final game. Wait. It's fine. Just get me over. It's fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> my final game. Oh, just to confirm. Yeah. To go me. It's coming to Game Pass. I've done my How is it? Brilliant. Well done, James. So, you're welcome. Um, <laughs> I'm 
I'm a bit of a sucker for a co-op game and a puzzle. So Escape Academy seems like a game that we're out my alley. Um, it's basically a series of escape room type environments. You have to work in co-op with a single player, with another person to solve puzzles and find items for clues and I think we saw a little bit of a playthrough on the Twitch stream, which didn't really go that well, didn't it, let's be honest. Um, <laughs> but it, it gave an idea that there's a bit of a, a puzzle element in the way you can use your mind as well as using your, like having to, let's say, recreate the, the puzzle you have to recreate to then get the right arrows to input into a a lock system. So it, it's a bit of mind and interactive puzzling, which I, I kind of quite like. Mm. And the fact there's a time pressure to it as well. Mm. I think they had 30 minutes to complete that whole area. Um, I think when you're with a few mates, I think that really brings out the fun factor. That you're against the time and you'll work together and someone will definitely let you down. Um, and it required mayhem. I think it's just good fun. Yeah, I think, the, I think the co-op stuff is a really, that's the biggest bonus of that as well. I think you're right. Having and that half an hour. It lends itself well to streamers because mm. they get people in stream to help. I think it's a really good yeah. concept for them. Yeah. I think they'll make the most of it. Um, and that's definitely coming to Game Pass as well. Yeah, that's good. I do think it's really good. In June? Ooh. Escape Academy, yeah, we, I like the look of that. Um, and Richard, your final game that you can go for. The final one, I think, got announced a few days before, but it's Flintlock. Um, we got a, a brief in-engine trailer of um, a woman and her pet, which... People, people wanted to know in the chat whether whether the, this thing could be petted that looked like a dog, but with crossed with a, a oh, fox yes. as well. Right. Um, and I thought the trailer looked pretty cool. So there was this skeleton that sort of reanimated itself, and they, from the looks of it, the sword that had killed it, it then used it as a weapon. But um, she, she then suddenly whipped out this this flintlock pistol. And shot it, but you were you were sort of watching it, and and the pistol didn't seem to fit the timeline of from from what was around her, and that was one of the main selling points that the the guy was was he the director afterwards was saying that it's set in medieval times, but with technology that's from a hundred years or so or more afterwards, so there'd be a lot of explosions and and bullets flying around everywhere um i think they previously did ashen yeah which i really enjoyed did you ashen. play that yeah i yeah. really enjoyed ashen um so whether it's a similar similar sort of of concept to that in a, in a different setting there wasn't much given away in this this trailer but it, it looked very pretty and he said it was all it was done in the same engine so Arguably, that's how it should look. They've just manipulated some of the uh, the, mo- the character models for the trailer, um, and then at the end of it, we got this weird, weird-looking thing. 
that um, almost looked like it was Egyptian mm. with its solar eclipse and, and hieroglyphs going on. But yeah, uh, interested, intrigued. Maybe want to see a bit more about it. Yeah, and um, we don't know. It's come to Game Pass. Uh, it's um, coming in 2022. It had a brilliant bit of music, I thought, on that trailer. But they did a really good job with that mm-hmm. piece of music. Um, yeah, really looking forward to that. Flintlock, be interested to see what they do. I did like Ashen. Um, the last game we're going to talk about is Paradise Killer, which is out now on Game Pass. Um, Paradise Killer came out on PC, maybe on Switch as well, um, a while ago, and it did it really well acclaimed. You're in this sort of fantasy. It's a mixture of visual no- visual novel and a kind of like. Um, you're just moving on this 3D world. You're basically in this kind of fantasy world. You play this, this someone who's been on an oh, it's, it's so heavy the fantasy stuff to explain. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, you're you're basically oh, there's been a murder and you're going like, to solve it in this kind of weird fantasy futuristic world. Um, it it's very stylized. It has that kind of like retro kind of music to it that people love that almost like i've always described as sort of sega music it's that kind of visual novel anime kind of feel to it you can see why it's been really well reviewed i'm reviewing it for us it's not my type of thing but it's really well done that fair to say you started playing it yeah you encountered the weird looking creature with its dicks hanging out yet I've encountered many strange things. Is that, is that the floppy night? Yeah. I was going to say, you floppy nights. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I think people are going to love it. So if you're, you've got, you're going to love playing it. Maybe it's just not for me, but I can appreciate how good it is. Um, good. Well, there you go. That's the Xbox Twitch. Um, not Twitch, Xbox ID. Um, you want more stuff on floppy nights, you come to the wrong place. Um and uh, we enjoyed that. That was good. Well, we, we got through it. It's good. Um, <laughs> let's do something we've been playing, I think, um, finally. We'll just do one game each, I think. That's all right with you guys. Um, let's start with James, because James has been playing probably the biggest game. Never get down. What have you been playing? The one you've probably been waiting for. Uh, <laughs> the one you've got a million of the questions about. Yeah. WWE 2K22. Uh, what are your questions? Is it, is it any good? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a really easy question. It is. Yeah. I mean, it's a wrestling game, and it's good. It's wow. a rarity these days. Um, but um, in the gameplay, it's much improved. I mean, you don't get half as many glitches and weird, you know, wrestlers throwing themselves into the crowd and being able to come out or hiding under the ring when you're doing a body slam <laughs> or merged into the ring post and none of that it's nice and fluid the moves hit well everything seems really smooth um, and there's also they've included like combos for, the, for each wrestler as well so there's a lot more moves in the arsenal and you can kind of learn a bit of how to use each wrestler to get better at it um, it's a little mix between arcade and sim. Um, yeah, it, it, the gameplay is great. The game mode's not too much. Um, but I mean, I'll go into depth in the full review. But if you've got any questions about the game modes, shoot them my way now. 
<laughs> How is that my GM? Because we spoke about that a few weeks ago on the podcast, really. <laughs> I'll give you an example of why you won't put me off within the first two weeks of booking a show. I can only book three matches on each show, which is just a waste of time anyway. But I, I had Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins in a decent rivalry in a main event in like two stars. The rival show had T-Bar and Arya Davari get a three and a half star match in the main event. And I don't even remember who these guys are, let alone <laughs> reckon they can put on a match better than one star. Um, it just didn't make sense. And that's the issue with it. It's very basic in the way it, it doesn't really make you build proper stories. It's just, here's the rivalry, put me a match. You can only do single matches and tag teams. Um, and there's no tag team belts either in the GM mode. So you've got one belt to go for for the males and one for the females. Right. It's just really amazingly done. It's like, this is what we've got. It, you have to make do with it for now. I will try and do better next year. Um, so yeah, I'm not impressed with my GM at all. I, I, I didn't understand any of that, James. So it's good. <laughs> That's all right. I've got I'm one sorry. more question. Thank God. Go for it. Is Lana in it? I mean, that's a question. Is Lana in it? Um, I haven't seen her. I well, don't think. Oh, I'm yes. Out, then. She no, is. She is actually. Oh, cool. She's made I'll, the I'll get it somehow. then. Even though I've not seen her for ages. <laughs> but it's like. Um, a lot of the characters in the roster, to be fair. Are there still so those that are, are now in AEW? Or have they not got those? Uh, well, obviously, Jeff's in there still. Um, he's quite yeah. recent, Jeff Hardy. Uh, there's, there's not many that are in AEW, but there's a lot that have been released. And you think, this was a year ago. I don't take the roster, for Christ's sake. Mm. Um... But yeah, a lot, of, a lot of people that are coming on TV now for WWE are coming in paid DLC, which is a bit of kicking the teeth. You know, at least put them in for free or something. Um, but yeah, gameplay great, game modes iffy. <laughs> but it is definitely a bit of a... That's the headline. Um, uh, Darren, have you got any questions about this? Um, What's is that the main improvement on the last one? Because didn't it skip a year? I read. So it is the gameplay what they've improved this time around versus the last time, the last game they released. Yeah, they improved the gameplay and ironed out the horrendous amount of bugs and glitches. Ah, uh, got it. Was with them. Is it a different um, team who have got the franchise now, or is it the same people for two it's years? Still ago? visual concepts. All right. Okay. Um, I think the I don't know if it was the last one, the one before. They're working with nukes, and nukes have gone now. So it's just visual contact. Right. Okay. Um, but I think it's a bit on on the rocks still. Yeah, I've heard they EA. might be going next year. Oh. Yeah, they were talking to EA about them doing it. Um, which I'm sure that'd be a great partnership. EA <laughs> very good at you know making money out of playing their games. I mean, the cynical part of me does make me wonder with these yearly games whether they purposely make something terrible one year to then improve it the next year to give a mm. sense of progression for the series, you know, if they kind of run out of ideas. 
Absolutely. Yeah, no, I agree. I think you're giving them too much credit saying they created a bad version <laughs> last year. <laughs> okay. <laughs> On purpose. <laughs> Good. Well, there you go. That's over. Thank you, James. Um, let's talk some sense uh, with Darren. <laughs> I'm, up, I'm, upset, I'm upsetting all the massive wrestling fans. There's loads of them. Um, there's Darren. What have you got to talk about? Um, so I can't remember if I talked about this a few weeks ago, um, but I recently reviewed a game called Submerged Hidden Depths, mm. um, which came out about a week ago, maybe a bit longer. Uh, so it was originally a Google Stadia exclusive. Obviously, it's not going so well for Google. So it's made its way onto other formats. Um, and it's actually a sequel to a game released seven-ish years ago. And it's a purely an exploration game. Um, and it's quite relaxing. It looks beautiful. It sounds beautiful. You basically have to explore a sunken city with just the tops of buildings sticking out um, and discover journal entries, figure out what's happened. Um, there's relics to dredge up from the ocean floor. You can find upgrades for your boat, which is how you get along. It's a bit like kind of Legend of Zelda Wind Waker. You kind of nip from place to place. Um, I just loved it. I played it and got all the achievements and 100% of it yesterday. And I just couldn't stop playing it. It was just, it, I think the coin was a relaxed explorathon. That's mm. how they kind of, well, that's how somebody's described it and, and the terms caught on. Um, but it's brilliant. I really enjoyed it. The first game came into some criticism because it was a beautiful world, but there wasn't much to do. So they've they've chucked in a load of stuff to find. And it's still a fairly short game, especially if you just play the main kind of story. But um, you'd be missing the point. It's all about absorbing yourself in the world. So I think you'd really like it, Gareth. Oh, good. I think, James, you did the first one, did you, James? Or have I got that when I this up again? Yeah, I did. Darren reminded me last time. Oh, um, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I, Darren said it just was lacking... Lacking a little bit. It was a really nice game, but it just needed a bit more to it. Mm. And it sounds like the great round. Yeah, right. they have, and we 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 had an interview with some of the some of the team as well, which is on the site. Went up last week, so um, mm. if you're interested, there's yeah, there's plenty more information on there. But I'd I'd recommend giving it a look. It's a really really nice game. Brilliant. Absolutely. Good. Um, Richard, what have you been playing? Um, I've been playing the the big. New release this week, and that is Grand Theft Auto Five. Ah. Oh, deja vu. Um, <laughs> back again, like a renegade back again master for the third time. I can't believe it's happened, but here we are. Um, and they have they have changed things for the new version up a little bit. So previously, um, when you jumped into online with a new character, you were sort of thrust into this world of griefers with with nothing but a pistol um and they have changed it now so it's kind of similar a little bit to red dead redemption 2 where you sort of pick a career path mm. um and then you get given missions associated with with that career path so i can't, I can't honestly remember how it's, it used to start on the online but i know you you weren't long before you were yeah, <laughs> um, it wasn't long before you would 
you were stealing cards for Simeone. I'm sure that was early on in the online mm. from before. And I think that's I think all the missions are still there, but depending on which which career path that you pick, um these missions get a bit more tailored for you um so to speak. Um and then the there's the obviously the single player component which is still there and still exactly the same as it was in twenty thirteen. Um, just with a few new visual upgrades, but they've they have split the two up now. So if you purely wanted to play the online, that's there for you. Or if you wanted to play the single player, that's there for you. You don't have to buy the full package anymore. Um, and it is it is what it is. I hate that term, but I don't <laughs> I don't know how else to to say it. There, there must be the odd person that's never played GTA 5 out there. Um, but if you haven't, <laughs> then <laughs> Sound and you want a new console. It's Although it's, it's £17.50. I know. Which is half price for three months. So oh. if you don't get in these next three months, it's going to be 35 quid. Oh my God. For... If you, well, at that point, it will be nearly nine years old. If you want to have a go and just see the world, because I've done it, I've had it. If, you, if, you're, if you've got a PlayStation on PlayStation 5, it's, it, the online is free for three months. So I downloaded it just to see what the world looked like and that path. And it's interesting because the world obviously has had a bit of a upgrade originally. So it just looks a bit neater, doesn't it? But what's interesting is it just looks a bit empty. Uh, of what the, from the yeah. last generation, it doesn't look, it doesn't, it does just looks a bit, yeah, it just looks a bit empty now. So. And- I know that they've added extra traffic in there um, from the previous version to sort of fill it out a little bit, mm-hmm. but it is still a nearly a nine-year-old game yeah. now, and it, and it mm-hmm. is starting to show its age a little bit, especially with the, the single player, which I've been focusing on. Because yeah, yeah. Um, that's the, that I've, I've got to do two reviews for it, so that's the first one that I'm going to be doing. But there is something about it you like. Especially because the start there's not there's not been any additional story yeah. added to it. It just feels very much like a, a snapshot of this world from from 2013. Yeah, yeah. God. And the world's moved on. The world's really changed. Yeah. And you, yeah. you you're surprised by how much when you go back to a game like this now, that's satirical, but it's satirical for nearly a decade ago. Yeah, of course. Just do the other one. Just do the new game. What are you doing? If work on that. I, I have a question, Richard. Um, apart from cornering the small market of people who haven't played GTA 5 and may have been <laughs> waiting for this third iteration, is it is it worth playing through again, do you think? Or are you, well, not, are you not there yet in terms of a decision? So I, I went to the pub yesterday and I, I spoke to my two friends while we were there about, because we used to play a lot of GTA online. Yeah. And I said to them, I'm, I'm sorry guys, but I've had to migrate my character over to this new version, which now means that if I want to play online with them, because they've only got the Xbox One version, mm. I have to start a brand new character. Really? In the world yeah. of cross-platform and all this? Oh, that's surprising. Wow. Yeah, it's, that's that's gone now. It's not it's not one that you can sort of flip flip over between the two. I bet they were re- I bet they were relieved. I, I was relieved. <laughs> yeah, 
to be honest, because I didn't want to do any more online heists. <laughs> Ko Perico one we've run hundreds of times, and I'm done with it. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, I just want them to remake Vice City. That's all I want from, oh, from Rockstar God. at the moment. I feel like I'm waiting for that for an eternity. Oh. It's the best one of my eyes. I loved it. Okay. Um, I'm going to just really briefly mention the game coming out tomorrow that I've been playing. That's called it's an FMV game by Wales International, and it's called Who Press Mute on Uncle Marcus, um, which is a great title. Uh, but the premise is it's it was filmed during lockdown, another one of those games, and it's basically you're in a family Zoom quiz, and um, Uncle Marcus says, I've been poisoned by one of the family, <laughs> and you've got to work out. You play this girl called Abby. You've got to work out which one of the family did it. So it's like a whodunit on an online quiz. That's great. <laughs> on it's really good fun. It's gameplay, you know, options are the limit. It, it's limited. And it does really, you have to do multiple playthroughs to actually work out who's done it. So it does really encourage that multiple playthrough. Mm. But the problem is you can't skip some of the scenes. So you're watching stuff about eight times over. That's my oh. criticism. Mm. Um, but it's good. It's really good fun. It's out tomorrow. If you love your HMV, it's, it's really camp. It's great. It's a great performances. And it's uh, some fun there. Good. Right, right. Thank you very much, gentlemen. What are you looking forward to next week, Richard? What are you looking forward to? Uh, out tomorrow is Stranger of Paradise: Final Fantasy Origins, oh, which God. is yeah another game. It's the action RPG retelling of the first Final Fantasy game done in a Soulsborne type way, which sounds interesting. <laughs> uh, it's been getting really varied reviews. Mm. Um, so but I'm, I'm looking forward to, to seeing how I find it as a massive Final Fantasy fan. Yeah, good. And that's going to take you hours as well. GTA, this. God. Yeah. Um, and then I still need to play Elden Ring. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Darren, what about you? Um, so I've just remembered there's uh, an embargo lifted next week, which I'm excited to talk about on next week's podcast. So stay tuned for that. Um, but it's the final of The Apprentice as well, which is my guilty pleasure. And they're all terrible this year. I wouldn't give any of them a job, but it is very entertaining watching them all flap around like idiots. So I'll be watching that. Good. Uh, James, what about you? Um, hopefully I'll find a game that you can appreciate. We're talking about that. <laughs> I, I loved it. The fans will love it even more. Uh, I'm sure it's in our title. It's just, I don't know. I don't know, know. I don't know what you're I'll saying. I'll find something to talk about next week. Good. Um, I'll to now. Brilliant. Gentlemen, thank <laughs> you so much. Now, if we need to find you and chat to you, what would we, where would we find you, Richard? I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Dubbo1912. And Darren, what about you? I'm on Twitter only at 27Darren. Good. And James? Um, on Twitter and Instagram at LKUKO. Good, and you can find me on GB Variety on Twitter and Twitch. But for now, we'll see you next time. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. You've been listening to the official podcast of the XboxHub.com. You'll be able to find all the notes of this show at www.thexboxhub.com/slash podcast. You can also check out our social feeds on Instagram and Twitter at the Xbox Hub, and search for the Xbox Hub on Facebook. 